Sometimes do you ever, are you ever shocked about the shit that comes out of my mouth? No, because you know who I'm married to. True. We've gotten better though. You have? Yeah. He has or you both have? I have for sure. I don't know that Jared ever will have. Well, I don't think so. No, but I have gotten better. I believe I've gotten better. A little bit? Should we put that out there? No, no, no. For debate? No. Maybe on social? Like a poll? <laughs> Do a poll. Uh, has the shit that comes out of Michelle's mouth gotten better? Has it lessened or worsened? I think it's gotten more PC. Mm, it's debatable. I, I feel confident in that. I really do. Just saying. Okay. Let's might, roll. Might be a wager around that. Okay. Lunch. Welcome to episode three of Now, our podcast. Yes, we are so excited to have a special guest here. You may have heard of him, Tahoe Tony. Welcome, Tony. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm very honored to be on your podcast. This is fantastic. We're really excited to have you. Um, we'll let the audience know a little bit about your background, and then we'll let you kind of dive in. But uh, Tony has been in the real estate, specifically the luxury real estate market since 1998. And he serves the Incline Village area in Tahoe on the Nevada side. Um, we are really excited. We've gotten to know him uh, through our journey with joining EXP. He's also with EXP. However, it sounds like you were an independent broker like myself before you made the move over. That's correct. Yes. I was working for other real estate firms most of my career, and they weren't really providing a lot of support or training or leads or anything, <laughs> anything real estate specific other than I think a Christmas party each year. And so I'm like, why am I paying them? So I went and started my own brokerage and I loved it. And when did you tell us a little bit more about your journey? in real estate? My journey in real estate uh, traditionally. So I started in real estate in 1998. Like you said, I was just living in Lake Tahoe, snowboarding, rock climbing, whitewater kayaking, just having a great time. And I realized I need to grow up at some point. So I always loved real estate and got my license and um, started selling real estate and loved it. I, I love people. And I think that made a big difference in my career because um, I started out in luxury. My first sale was for $1.1 million in 1998, which was quite a bit of money back then. And it just kept going from there. It might not get you the same nowadays in Incline. <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't even have any houses for sale for $1.1 million. I mean, they're all way above that. It's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. But it's been 26 years, so. So how long did you have your independent brokerage? Only for about a year. I had my independent brokerage. I loved it. I was keeping all the money. I was selling anywhere from like 15 to $20 million a year. And I was trying to figure out how to make more money without spending more time away from my wife and away from my ranch, my, my two loves. And I didn't want to get a lot of agents in my office because it's a, a liability and then I have to manage them. And I had friends who had brokerages and they would make lots of money in the good years, then they would give it all back in the bad years. And they still had all the headaches and liability in the brokerage. So I didn't want to do that. So basically I just said, God, if you can give me an answer, how I can make more money and not spend more time away from my wife because I, I really want to be with her. 
And then EXP was introduced to me, and I literally thank God because this is the answer. So it's pretty fantastic. So I'm going to make more money now. I get to spend a lot of time with my wife, and it keeps growing exponentially, and I don't have the liability or the overhead. So it's just a dream come, a prayer come true, literally. Oh. And you said you have a ranch, huh? Yes, my wife and I, it was funny because when I met my wife, I had a saddle and some other tack because I'd had a horse before that at least, but no horse. And she saw that in my garage. She's like, why do you have a saddle? And I told her of my love for horses and she, she laughed. She goes, literally every day for about five years, I asked my mom, can I have a pony? Can I have a pony? Can I have a pony? So it was both of our dreams to have it. And that's just when I realized how perfect a match were. So we worked hard and we bought some real estate in Incline Village, remodeled it, and used that as a down payment for a ranch. Wow. Yeah. Where's your ranch located? Is it up there? In the, the ranch is just outside of Lake Tahoe and Gardnerville, in the Carson Valley. We've heard a lot of clients moving your direction. <laughs> Wonder why. Well, you know, it's, it's tax season, you know, and Nevada doesn't have a state income tax, so that's very attractive. That's probably 80% of my business are people who are leaving the state of Nevada, uh, California to come to Nevada so they don't have to either they're selling their business or they've got to a point where they can um, move their business over to Nevada. And that's a big draw, so you especially in the luxury market. A lot of people splitting the scene, California scene. Yeah, and it's beautiful here. And it's, you know, Incline Village where I do most of my work. I, I work all of the Nevada side of Lake Tahoe. But Incline Village is two miles from the border. So if somebody buys a house two miles away, they have all the tax liabilities of California two miles over the other side, and they're in Nevada, and they don't have to pay those taxes. So that's why our prices are a little bit higher than the California side. That's what I was going to ask you, how that translates. <laughs> well, they're higher, but they save more money. I, I sold a house a year and a half ago to some clients. They came from California, and I was laughing because we had that really big winter last year, and they had some roof damage. They remodeled the entire inside of the house, so then they, in the summertime, they had to get the roof fixed, and it was $30,000 to repair the roof or $50,000 for a brand new roof with a 50-year warranty. So they went the 50-year warranty, $50,000, and they go, but don't worry, Gavin Newsom's paying for it. And I was like, what? Yeah, I had the same reaction you, right? I mean, did they? was there a lawsuit or something? Like, no, 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 no. The money we saved in taxes more than covers the cost of that roof. And I was like, oh, and I've had clients that are like, our entire mortgage was paid by our, our tax savings. Wow. So it, it's quite, a, it's very attractive to people who are successful. Obviously, if you're not making a lot of money, that you're not going to uh, receive those kind of savings. You might get some, but it's very attractive to wealthy individuals. And I think that's why our prices are so high. When you look at Nevada, there's some beautiful places, but nothing is as beautiful as Lake Tahoe. It's hard to beat Tahoe. And we live near Yosemite. <laughs> Right. I mean, Yosemite is beautiful as well. We've done down. That's actually where we uh, we went over 20-something years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about the um, short-term rental market on that side of, of Tahoe? Great question, Michelle. So the short-term rentals are governed by the counties. So on the Nevada side of Lake Tahoe, there's actually three counties, but only two have homes in them. So where Incline Village and Crystal Bay are is is governed by Washoe County, which is the big city of Reno. 
and they love the revenue that comes in from the vacation rentals. And their attitude is we want as many people to enjoy Tahoe as possible. And so it's very easy to get a permit. You do need to have a permit and they are not limiting the number of permits. You just go down and you pay and then someone inspects your homes, make sure it's safe. You have all the right safety equipment, the fire alarms and all that. And then they determine how many people they think would be able to stay in that property without having a negative impact on the neighborhood. So that they base it on the parking, the number of rooms for sleeping and that type of thing. And then they give you a permit and tell me how many people you can have in there. And you pay the, pay the fees, of course, right? Um, on the southern side of the lake in Nevada is Douglas County. And it's a little bit different. It's a little bit busier, a lot more people. That's where all the big casinos are. And so they're a little more strict. And certain areas only have a certain number of permits. So the the more popular areas that have a lot of condos and stuff, it's very difficult difficult to get a permit to have short-term rentals in there because it's a saturated area basically they've already given out too many permits and when you sell the permits don't transfer with the property so if someone buys a property that was on a vacation rental they have to go back to the bottom of the line to get in line for the permit and that permit that was at that property is going to go to somebody who's been waiting in line already so it's a little more challenging over on south lake Tahoe state line area but you can still get it done and then like there's some homes and neighborhoods like i have a listing coming up of a home in a neighborhood that is on a vacation rental at seven bedrooms and but it's in a neighborhood and there's only one or two in the neighborhood so it should be very easy to to get a permit to have that on vacation rental program so it just depends on the neighborhood and where you are and which which county you're in but the revenue is good obviously the summertime is the best and then in the winter time the weekends Depending on how much snow we get, the weekends are good, and then the holidays are excellent. So, so you if you're looking to do a vacation rental, a lot of people don't look at it to make money. A lot of people look at it to subsidize their taxes or their and maintenance or whatever when they're not there because most of them are second homes. So you have been in luxury your entire career. Which is pretty rare to start so, out as a new agent, too, in luxury. Yeah. Talk to okay. us a little bit about what that world's like. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Um, I was working at a high-end restaurant and a lot of things happened in my life that now I train people on and this is the way to do it because I was, I, my sphere was actually snowboarders and kayakers and whatever, people without money. And so I started working as high-end restaurant as a bartender and met some really high-end individuals, high net worth individuals, and they respected my work ethic, respected how well I took care of them. You know, like I said, I really love people and that helps. And so my first several clients were from those connections I made working at that high-end restaurant. And I tell people now, like, if you want to get in luxury, you need to start hanging out with people who have money because people with money want to work with somebody they trust and they're going to trust somebody they know. And so you either have to get at it for many, many years and build up a reputation, which is hard, or you can get in your sphere, get involved with a bunch of people who have those kind of, that kind of wealth. And then obviously you have to do a great job and, and prove that you are a good person and they will hire you. So that's how I did it. Like it was kind of lucky, but my skills and my work ethic showed to those wealthy people and they hired me. And then I just kept going because they had friends and I did a great job for them because a lot of the wealthy people, they don't live here. They always have businesses that take most of their time. And this is like a second or third thing they're doing. So they're not focused on it like a first-time home buyer. When you work with them, they're like looking on the internet every day and they, they'll drive by the house several times. And 
these second time home buyers, they'll show up and they want all the information now. They want to make every, all the information to make a decision because they're not coming back for, for weeks or months. And so they need to know right now and they want to get it done right now because tomorrow they're flying to a different country to work on another business. And so you have to be ready for them and you'll email them things waiting for signatures, waiting for signatures, and nothing will happen. Then all, all of a sudden, 8 o'clock on Thursday night, they're like, Tony, what is this? Let's get it done right now. And you have to get it all done right now. So it's fun because it's very profitable. And I learned a lot working with these high net worth individuals of how they do things and what they do. And then once you get them to relax, it's a lot of fun because they'll open up and you learn a lot about life and how to be successful. So it's a very profitable but it can it's not consistent like working with a median price homes it's very inconsistent so a lot of downtime in between you just got to be ready and when they call you got to have everything ready to go immediately and first class so it's a little bit different but very fun is it would you find because of the amount of snow that you get that you're much slower in the winter time like we are would you do you stay pretty busy because of the snowboarding and all that (laughs) it's it's interesting now, like I said, most of my clients come from California and we're just a few hours away from like the Bay Area. So people will drive up and people will look on the market. If they see something, they're going to drive up. It used to be years back prior to the Internet because I started and the Internet was just coming out. So we literally still had books. We were faxing offers to people or mailing offers. It was so different than it is now where everything happens so quickly. Um, but if somebody's really interested in something, they'll drive up. So it's not like it was before when people like they would go on vacation, then they would take an afternoon to get it with a realtor, learn about the area and look at prices. Now they know about the area. They know what the prices are because they can see on their phones. And so it's a little different. It's They're a little more strategic now. Um, they'll be selling their business in California. So they have a timeline that they have to get residency or whatever, or they've they're going to be retiring in two years and they know they want to have residency now. So they're planning now. So most of the wealthy people I work with and successful people are very strategic in what they do. And so it's not just kind of a, oh, we'll go snowboarding and look at property. It's very, this is the day we need to go look at property. We want to look at these properties. And it's usually specific and strategic. What about with all the interest rate hikes that we've seen over the last you know year or so? How has that impacted your market in your area? Courtney, that's a tough one. It has impacted our market not as much as the the high-end successful people. A lot of times they'll pay cash or they know that like they're going to have the tax savings. So even though the interest rates are higher and they know interest rates are going to go down. So I don't think that has affected it as much, except that a lot of times the people moving here are trying to sell a house in California and that house may not be able to get sold. Or they're selling one of their other houses and that can't get sold because the interest rates are higher and the the demand is less. So it's not necessarily they're buying their property is a problem. It's actually they're selling one of their assets, other assets, and they're having a challenge with that. The domino effect. <laughs> yes. That's fresh. Like last year, 90% of my sales were cash, cash purchases. Wow. Which makes it easier. I'm sure you know, you both of you sell a lot of real estate and cash purchases are much easier. Oh, yeah. Cash is king. Yeah. All aspects of life, not just real estate. That's for sure. But I'll tell you a challenge like right now, our inventory is low. And I had a guy wanted to buy a $6 million property two weeks ago and 
couldn't find anything liked. There was only two on the market, and one was too modern, and the other one was too old and beat up. Oh. For six million dollars. It's like, who do you know? You got to yeah. be able to find somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that price. So it, it's it's door knocking. <laughs> it's well, you door knocking doesn't help because nobody lives here. So okay. most people don't live here. So door knocking that and that's another thing being in a second home well you know what it's like the second home resort market and people aren't in town it's not like a lot of the stuff you learn from tom ferry or mark ferry like ferry it's you've got to be creative and resourceful and when people are in town get together with them that helps a lot that's one of the things i've learned is when my clients are in town i always try and go to lunch with them so what's next for you, Tony? Are you just going to keep plugging away at real estate full time or what are some some professional and personal objectives that you you're working on? Well, thank you. That's a great question. Full time to me, real estate is always it's, it's kind of like that gray area. Like is full time 40 hours a week or is full time, you know, what are you doing? 60, 70 hours a week sometimes. So that's to me when people say you're doing real estate full time. I, I, I always ask them, like, what do you mean by that? You know, can you define that? But I love real estate. I love working with people. But right now I'm growing my rev share organization, which I really love as well. And so I'm splitting my time between um, taking care of my clients in real estate and then taking care of the clients in my rev share, my agents who I'm helping them grow their own businesses and sharing my experiences after 26 years and then trying to attract other people that want to be able to take advantage of all the great benefits I've had as well. So it, it's fun. It's a, it's similar challenges, um, connecting with people and being genuine and authentic is not a challenge, but getting people to recognize that I think is the challenge. It's, it's exciting. It's fun. It's frustrating. Sometimes I pull my hair out as you can see, and sometimes I'm celebrating greatly. So it's, it's great. I love it. It's always a good challenge. I, I wake up every day excited for the challenges I have ahead and, and I feel lucky to have that mindset. So it's, it's been fantastic. Well, I love that about you. Every time we've met you in person, you just have a very fun and outgoing personality and such a wife and it's upbeat. Yeah. Upbeat. It's your pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me coming from you two who are, are so successful and so, so many great things. I, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. How's the rev share component going? Like, are you tell us a little bit about that business? Uh, the rev share is going well. I, I most of my life, I always say it's going freaking fantastic. Rev share is going well. Um, it's it's how does my how does my wife say? She goes, it's not easy, but it's really worth it. And so I keep saying that because it, it it's a challenge. People don't. Ironically, agents don't like to move, but we make our money when our clients move. So I think that's the biggest irony about rev share and all that is agents don't want to move but we want our clients to move so we can make money. So it's, it's the irony there is, is fun, but it's very rewarding. Like I helped a young lady move over to EXP. She was with Coldwell Banker before. And she was a single mom with two young boys, eight and 10. And we had lunch after she was in, and I think seven or eight months she was in, we went and had lunch. Like the same thing. I have my clients I have lunch with. I had lunch with my agents. How can I help you? So how can I serve you? And she was so excited. I wish I'd recorded this. That was my only regret. But she almost started crying, telling me how great her life was because she was living commission check to commission check. All her credit cards were maxed out. 
She had no savings, nothing set for the boy's future. And then she came to EXP. She took care, um, got into all of our resources, started selling a lot of real estate, and she paid off all her debt. She started savings for her college, of her boys for college. And she was literally in tears in front of me, like how great this changed our life. And those moments like that really helped me when I'm trying to work with another agent and they're just being a real jerk to me. And I feel like, you know, I know you're being a jerk to me because you don't understand. So I'm blaming myself by not being able to connect with you to show you how great this can be. So I think back to moments like that. I have many moments like that of people that have helped, people who I've helped and do great things. And so that's what gets me to those times when it's you just get voicemails all day or you have a meeting with somebody, you're super excited to share with this amazing opportunity and they don't show up or they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And they don't even call or anything. So you're just like, whatever. So it's good and bad, but the good's so worth it. That's a good mantra. It's like parenting. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Parenting's like that. I don't have kids. So what what do you mean by that, Courtney? Parenting agents. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, okay. Being a parent is probably the most rewarding thing that I've done, but it sure can be challenging. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it seems like anything that that's worth rewarding is challenging, right? And right. if it just comes to you, it's not that rewarding. Yep, I agree. Well, I think we've probably taken enough of your time, and I so appreciate you joining us. Where can people find you? On social? I'm the only Tahoe Tony around, so you can look up Tahoe Tony. You can find me. If you want to learn more about uh, real estate or just living in Tahoe, I have a YouTube channel called Living in Tahoe. And it focuses on the lifestyle and real estate for the Nevada side of Lake Tahoe. And then I have uh, assistants who do all of my marketing on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So I don't even know what they do. So if you find something there, you know, <laughs> that's what that is. I love it. They're doing a great job. I'm able to reach a lot more people and help them, which I love. It's not one of my skills that I do. But since I know how to do it, I hire people that are good at it. And it's great. So easy to find me. There's not a lot of Tahoe Tonys and there's only one Tahoe Tony Toto in the world. So easy to find me on social media. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Perfect. All right. Well, I guess that's it. And maybe we'll see you. Are you going to the Cabo event that we're heading to? I'm going to the Cabo events. Yes. My wife and I are very excited, although it's, we're going as white, going to be white ghosts. <laughs> so that'll be a bit challenging with that bright sun, but uh, I'm, Super honored to be on this this podcast or YouTube because I have a lot of respect for what the two of you have done. And, and I see you um, in some of our, our sessions together. And I'm so impressed by how how awesome you two are and the numbers you're hitting. It's just, it's very inspiring. So when you asked me to be on your podcast, I was honored and I couldn't be with two better people on their podcast. Thank you so much. We weren't, we weren't. <laughs> That wasn't part of the deal to get you on here, by the way. So thank you for that. We No, I'm being honest and, and authentic because it, literally when I see your numbers at the end of the day, you're like two and two. And I'm just like, yes. And I'm never one of those people that I get jealous of other people. I see other people's success is like they're setting a milestone that I can do that. And when I see them do it, it's inspiring. So I hope you realize how how much you're helping us by your success. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. That's so, so good to hear because we need to have our tanks filled. Uh -huh. um, that's for sure. Cause it's not easy. Um, and it's great to have a teammate. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're I, I, I wish I had a general. I'm trying to find my own general. 
Sorry, this one's taken. <laughs> I can find more, but see, again, you're setting an example of how what it's like to be successful. And so I just need to model after you two and I'll get there. So I think it's great. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you, Tony. We'll see you in Mexico. And coming up next week, we're going to have two really great guests. Courtney, if you want to yeah, mention Sarah, who they are. We're going to have Sarah Hedrick and Amanda Miller, who are wow. influential top producers in the Fresno Central Valley market. So they'll be joining us. So make sure you t uh, tune in, Tahoe Tony. <laughs> you bet. Thanks for watching. We appreciate your time and we'll catch you on the next episode of now. <laughs>